Hey everybody, you're listening to Orla's Happy Hormones podcast, talking all things female health and wellness. I'm Orla O'Flaherty, a certified naturopath and herbalist, and I'm here to talk about everything from periods, hormones, fertility, health, sex, energies, self-awareness, and just life in general. Here's to happy hormones and a happy you. Hey, and welcome to episode 51 of Orla's Happy Hormones podcast. And we are in the midst of quarantine. We are in the thick of it. It's everywhere. It's all around us. It's within us. We're all staring at four walls, not getting to do our regular routines, not getting to see people that we'd normally see, not getting to live our quote-unquote normal lives and I suppose really that's what that's what a quarantine is you know we're we're cut off from life or life as we know it should I say I know for me quarantine has been a bit of a roller coaster (laughs) there has been ups and downs some little nervous breakdowns, mini, mini nervous breakdowns. And I'm okay with that. There's been a lot of emotions uh, ranging from fear, sadness, to anger, then from anger to rage. There's been a couple of rage outs, but again, it's okay. It's all about moving through every emotion as it comes. And because we're in the thick of quarantine, that's why I wanted to do this episode on managing your hormones while in a quarantine. Because as women, we know what it's like for the hormones to go haywire. We know how irrational we can be when the hormones go haywire. We know how disruptive our lives can be when our hormones go haywire. And living in a quarantine, our lives are already disrupted. So now we have to work with that alongside our hormones going haywire. And I don't know about you, I'm presuming, which I try not to do anymore, but I am presuming that there's a lot of you out there who are in the same boat as me, where the the hormones have gone a bit jacked. They don't know what's going on. Our bodies don't know what's going on. Like I said, my emotions have been up and down and in and out. And all these emotions, they have an effect on our hormones. And... Well, when I say hormones, on our sex hormones, because there's so many different hormones. And I've spoken about this before. Our hormones aren't just your estrogen and progesterone. We're looking at our stress hormones, our cortisol, adrenaline, noradrenaline. We're looking at our thyroid hormones, our T3, T4, reverse T3. We're looking at our digestive system. We're looking at insulin. We're looking at so many different things. And for me, because I'm the hormone lady, as I've been 
called a lot recently. For me, I'm trying to focus in on how we can manage our sex hormones, our estrogen, our progesterone, our testosterone throughout quarantine because it's having such effects on people. It's having massive effects on me. And I've got loads of messages from countless women around what they can do to help with their PMS, what they can do to help with their irritability, what they can help to do with their periods being either late or early or excessive. And it's because of this quarantine that this is happening. So we're in a constant state of fight or flight. And even if you think, even if you're someone who thinks logically and rationally and you're coping very well emotionally with this, there's still an underlying element with the subconscious of that stress because we're living in a constant, excuse me, sorry, we're living in a constant state of anticipation. So that has you on edge all the time. And that has a a knock-on effect on our sex hormones. And like I said, hormones aren't just your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. They're they're all of them. Like hormones are, they're those lovely little chemical messengers that circulate throughout the body, telling us how how to function properly. To be honest, I'm kind of like for me, it's like it's like their their wires are crossed or if anyone anyone else seems to have it it's like the wires are crossed or that our hormones are acting like a little teenager it's the best way to to describe it is like a toddler who's like a teenager and again it is because of this underlying subconscious stress that stress the anxiety the uncertainty And it is because we're in a pandemic. Now, look, there's loads of different theories out there around the pandemic. Is it a pandemic? Is it not a pandemic? Where did it come from? What's going to be the outcome of it? Is there something we're not hearing? And I get all that. I do, like, there's so many different theories being thrown out left right and center but I'm not here to talk about the theories or I hate the expression tinfoil hat wears but it's I'm not here to talk about all the different ideas or to question what's actually happening I'm here to talk about the facts and the only way I can talk about the facts is to talk about hormones and to talk about how we can manage our lives on an individual level and how we can help our own health and well-being along the way in this process, in this process of a global pandemic. Like I said, I'm not here to discuss whether it is or isn't one. It's, it is what it is. But we have been told it's a global pandemic and that in itself is having 
a huge effect on people's emotional and physical well-beings. So, I'm just going to talk about how we can help ourselves physically, emotionally, hormonally. But when it comes to the likes of stress and anxiety and uncertainty, because that's where we are, and there's, it's basically an evolutionary trait when it comes to knocking our hormones out. Or not even an evolutionary trait, a biological trait. Again, it's down to like physiologically what's happening. Stress is causing the likes of our cortisol, adrenaline and our noradrenaline to surge through our bodies. And that's causing that fight, flight or freeze response. Um, we have what's known as the HPA axis. And that's the hypothalamic, pituitary and adrenal axis. And then we've also got the HPG axis, which is the hypothalamic, pituitary, gonadal axis. And they're directly linked. So the HPA axis is all got to do with the hormones surging from the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, so our stress hormones. The HPG axis, hypothalamic, pituitary and gonadal axis, that's down to the hypothalamus, pituitary and our gonads. So for women, our ovaries, for men, their testes. So we have our stress hormones and our reproductive hormones, which are directly linked. So because the HPA axis is being thrown for a loop right now, it's having that direct knock-on effect on the HPG axis. So our stress hormones. Like, all I'll say is, like, how many of you out there are late? Your periods are late, or else you're breaking out in spots, you're having flare-ups, or else your period is coming early, or your mood has just gone haywire, you're bloated, you're craving any food not just a certain type of food but any food and again this is all down to the knock-on effect from the hpa to the hpg axis it's throwing our hormones for a whack and i know this because i'm there (laughs) as a woman i am right there in it i'm in the thick of it like even though i have a conscious awareness around what's actually happening and I know personally my life isn't in direct danger. There's still that air of anxiety because we're living in limbo. So we're waiting in anticipation of like that next piece of news or that next extension or not knowing when you can go back to work or not knowing when you can see friends or family. And that has a huge impact on us living in a chronic state of anticipation we're in limbo so for me I'm someone who would sit down and my leg constantly hops it drives my family crazy but that's who I am it's that's an adrenaline thing I've always had excess adrenaline and again that's also down to my thyroid function and it's being aware of it so like I said even though I am very conscious around the facts of what's going on I'm not immune yeah I'm not immune to that anticipation that we're living in
so if you're like me and you know logically that your your life as you know it right now or not your life as you know it but that your actual life isn't in danger or it isn't in a threat you know that everything will be okay but you're still in that limbo area and that it doesn't take away that anticipation even when you are logical and because of that that keeps the body in that constant fight flight or freeze mode and it's sending everything else into a loop so really it's a matter of figuring out the things that you can control and taking taking those action steps on what what it is that's within your your life right now that you can put a handle on because realistically there's an awful lot that's out of our control right now and that's because there are measures put in place for the health and safety of of the public and we have to work with that and for a lot of people I know that that's really that's really pushing them out of their comfort zone because they are being controlled so it's learning where we can get solace or we can get peace or we can take back a bit of that control for ourselves and for our own health and health and wellness because it's in those areas when we get caught up in the things that we can't control that you can start to spin out and look at like you can throw the way I see it is you have two options you can throw everything into the fuck a bucket and just blame everything on the coronavirus you can blame your hormones on the coronavirus you can blame your eating habits on the coronavirus you can blame your sleeping patterns on the coronavirus you can blame everything on coronavirus or you can take some of that control back you can take that control back over your own life with the little things that you can put in place and it's the little things that add up and instead of drowning in a sea of hormones where you're getting lost, you're stuck in that fight-flight response mode and then your reproductive hormones are going out of whack and your PMS is through the roof and you're ready to throw your partner through a wall or your brother, sister, mother, father, whoever you're living with or if you're living alone and you're ready to throw, to throw your own head through a wall. You can let yourself drown in that sea or you can do the little things and you can turn that sea into a little paddling pool. Because there's no getting away from what's happening right now. There's always an element of it there. But it's minimising its effect on you. And not letting it become a vast ocean of uncertainty. Making it a little paddle pool. Take control of the things you can take control of. So there's a few areas to look at when it comes to that. And there's a few areas to look at when it comes to just keeping yourself in balance and keeping yourself in check as much as you possibly can. The first one would be food. And one thing I'm seeing an awful lot from people is food seems to be a love-hate relationship at the moment. And this is going from 
either overindulgence, boredom eating, comfort eating or eating whatever you can get your hands on. And trust me, I get it. Completely get it. I have done this myself. I have thrown things into the fucking bucket and been like, I'm having a pizza tonight. And I did. And it was lovely. But I didn't make myself feel guilty for it. Then there was another time when I decided to have some naan bread. Or I decided to have a glass of wine. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. It's not the end of the world. I had awareness around why I was doing it. I knew that I was doing it, reaching for a comfort and reaching for a, basically, quote unquote, a fuck it reason. And I blamed Corona. I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. Coronavirus is here. We're in a pandemic. We're in isolation. I'm having a friggin' pizza. Fuck it. And that's okay to do that every now and then. But it's known where to rein things back in because if you say fuck it or if you throw everything into the fuck a bucket every single day for every single meal, that's when your hormones are going to go out of whack completely. Because keeping your hormones on track is predominantly food based. What we put into our bodies has a direct effect on our hormones. So like I said, what I've been doing, like, uh, yeah, I've had pizza and yeah, I've had a glass of wine every night for probably a week and I know where it's coming from and I know why I'm doing it but I also know that I'm going to change that habit I've given myself a set timeline for it I'm letting myself feel the shit slash not feel the shit by having the likes of a glass of wine every night or a pizza now I've only had the one pizza But that's why I'm saying I'm not here to preach or to tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I'm here to just give advice. Because like you, I'm in the middle of it too. And I know exactly where we're all at. And I'm not going to tell people to go on diets. I'm not going to tell people to stop doing things that are helping them cope right now. But what I am going to do is just give a bit of advice. So, th- especially when it comes to food. And food and our hormones, like I said, what we put into our body has a direct effect on our hormones. So, if you find that you're someone who is bored of eating, comfort eating, just mindlessly snacking, set meal times. So, make sure that you're having your breakfast, lunch and dinner. Set the times out where you want to have breakfast, lunch and dinner. And then your snacks as well. So write out an actual food diary for yourself every day. Then if you keep reaching for like sugary, salty foods, then just having the the awareness that this is a comfort thing. You're, you're looking for something to satisfy an emotional need, not a physical need. One trick I always use is if I'm mindlessly snacking. Now it's, t- to be fair, it's not something that I do often um I worked on this a long time ago so it's not a big thing for me I might have a blowout some night and have like I said a pizza that's my go-to but um that mindlessly snacking it's not one of my things so I can't it used to be it's not anymore so I can't fully relate to that anymore but how I used to get out of that habit was asking myself was I hungry enough to eat an apple 
And if I wasn't, then I wasn't hungry. So I'd go and I'd drink a glass of water. If I was hungry enough to eat an apple, then I would eat an apple. Not the shit food that I'd have in the cupboard. Then another thing I would do would be to remove temptation. So don't buy the crap food. Don't buy the shitty food that you know you're going to be reaching for. Out of sight, out of, out of mind. Keep it away. Have healthy snacks in the house. Healthy snacks like blueberries, pineapple, raspberries, carrots, celery, hummus, nut butters, things like that. That way you know that even though you're you're snacking and even if you're mindlessly snacking, you're still snacking on food that is rich in phytochemicals, phytonutrients, immune boosting compounds, and they're tasty too. Another thing is to increase as much fresh whole veggies as you possibly can, just for your hormone health. All your dark leafy greens, all your orange coloured veg. The dark leafy greens are going to help to keep your pathways of elimination clear. So the likes of your liver, your kidneys, your bowels, they're rich in fibre and it's we need fibre to grasp onto the excess oestrogens and excess testosterones, progesterones, cortisol, adrenaline, and that's going to carry out of the system. Then your orange veggies, again, so your sweet potato, carrots, Peppers are really rich in vitamin C, but the likes of your sweet potato and carrots, again, rich in fiber, gonna pull out the excess hormones, but they're also rich in flavonoids and beta carotenes, isoflavoid, uh, isoflavonoids, terpenes, triterpenes, and they're all anti-inflammatory so these are really important right now when there is a virus doing the rounds you need to keep your immune system boosted so all those orange colored veg is going to help that but it's also going to excrete the excess hormones out of the system then making sure that you have a good balanced diet so like i said your fresh whole veggies uh, in in warmer weather it's so much easier to do this with the likes of salads and stuff like grate your carrot, grate a beetroot, all that, throw it into a salad. Like all those dark coloured foods like your beetroot, your blueberries, your purple cabbage, they're rich in polyphenols and these are prebiotics and they're also blood building. They're rich in iron, magnesium, manganese phosphorus really good for the circulatory system the immune system the hormonal system everything but like i said balanced diet so you need good healthy proteins good healthy fats and good healthy carbohydrates so protein and like good quality proteins like fish eggs organic chicken organic free-range chicken good quality beef we're very lucky in ireland we have grass-fed beef here and then healthy fats like your uh, avocados your coconut oil your nuts seeds nut butters whatever they're really important for the production and the function of hormones of healthy hormones you need to make sure you're getting enough of them so a portion of protein with every meal it doesn't have to be a meat-based protein 
it can be a veggie protein but making sure that you are if you're a veggie that you're combining your different veggie protein sources to make a complete protein and then carbs don't be throwing carbs out the window right now just because you're not able to move as much as you'd like to because carbs are really really important like i said all those root veggies they're going to help pull out excess cortisol and adrenaline from the body they want they're very grounding they're going to nourish the nervous system so all that anxiety that's going around in your head or in your heart or in your stomach or wherever it is that you feel it because we all feel it in different areas of our bodies having a portion of root veggies in the evenings is really going to benefit you especially if you're having problems with sleep and then look factor in your treats like look I'm saying to have a whole balanced diet making sure you're getting all your fruits and veggies and good quality proteins and fats and everything in but factor in your your treat meals I hate saying cheat meals because I, I just don't like that but factor in a blowout like for me a couple of weeks ago I had a pizza I'm, I'm not going to not have certain foods if I'm really really craving them right now because I know where it's coming from I know that it's a comfort thing and it's okay to indulge in those comfort things every now and then so factor them in factor in one to three comfort meals a week and that way it's something to look forward to and you don't feel that you're actually being restricted but you know that something is coming because even in a time like this when we're in that constant anticipation give yourself something to look forward to because it's hard to look forward to something it's hard to look forward to things when we don't know what's actually happening so you can put that in place with having like spaghetti bolognese or lasagna or your pizza or homemade burgers and chips or whatever it is that you want you can factor in that something to look forward to and even with a glass of wine or a bottle of beer or whatever it is that's that's your thing or some cookies make some homemade cookies you're not restricting yourself fully and even with the as some people call it the shit food I don't like labeling food good or bad but even with that it's there's a balance there because you need to have certain things to keep you going through times like this so just factor it in so the next thing is sleep sleep is so important uh, for hormones sleep is so important for overall health and wellness but for hormones it's crucial uh what a lot of people don't realize is that our sleep is actually based around our hormones no not our reproductive hormones but our adrenal hormones so our cortisol so what you need to do really is set a good sleep routine so no screen time no screen time one hour before bed like knock off the phone knock off the tv read a book or listen to music something that's grounding nourishing something that calms you and relaxes you have a bath one thing i really advocate for is epsom salt baths with lavender um lavender is a good nervine herb the volatile oils in it is very calming very relaxing again antiviral antifungal antibacterial all that jazz but again it will help the nervous system to relax and calm down then the epsom salts you're getting the magnesium straight into 
the muscles. This is really important for sleep. Another thing you can do is having a cup of chamomile tea with some magnesium mixed in with it. I always recommend MAC365. If you find that's not enough, one herb I love is valerian. It can be quite strong depending on what your constitution is like. Everybody's body is different. Everybody reacts differently to different herbs. For me, I can only take 30 drops of valerian in a cup of chamomile tea. If I take any more than that, I'm groggy the next day. So you do need to be mindful. So I would always say err on the the side of caution. Start off low, build it up gradually. Then doing some grounding techniques, going out into your back garden or your front garden, wherever there's grass, barefoot. Do deep breathing techniques. Breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Try Bottega breathing. Try... I'm not going to save him half breathing if you want to relax because I find that actually uplifts me. But slow, deep breathing techniques, feeling your feet in the ground, feeling your feet in the earth, connecting in with the here and now and not everything that, that's going on outside of you. When it comes to sleep, our cortisol levels are lowest at 10pm, so trying to get to bed by 10 o'clock and definitely trying to be asleep before 11 o'clock. This is really important to keep your hormones on track. But making sure that you're sticking to a routine. Routine is really good for relaxing that uncertainty, anxiety, that anticipation that you're living in. Keeping a routine going, it helps you to have control over the things that you can control. So go to bed the same time every night and wake up the same time every morning. Then in the mornings, if you're finding it hard to get up or you know, set your alarm, put your alarm over the other side of the room. Personally, I, I've stopped setting my alarms. Um because I don't have to be in clinic at a certain time, I have extra time on my hands. And I'm just giving myself the time to rest and giving my body time to rest and relax. But I'm still waking up at the same time every day. I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock. I'm waking up some mornings, I'm waking up a little later. Some mornings I'm waking at quarter to seven instead of six o'clock. It all depends on what my night's sleep has been like. But keeping that routine going is really important. And my next point then is supplements. I'm all for getting your vitamins and minerals through your food. But right now, when it comes to stress and anxiety, certain vitamins and minerals, one, aren't absorbed correctly, and two, they're sucked up so fast. So the likes of your B vitamins and your magnesium especially women who are on any sort of hormonal contraception we don't I shouldn't say we because I'm not on any but women on hormonal contraception don't absorb their B vitamins correctly and they're also used up quite fast the same with magnesium magnesium is sucked dry out of the system if you're in any way stressed or anxious so the three supplements I would be recommending right now would be a probiotic simply because everything is down to the gut. Everything's down to gut health. 
if you're not absorbing your nutrients you're not going to be able to absorb the vitamins and minerals either be it from your food or your supplements so getting getting a good probiotic i would always recommend either the udo super eights or else the biocare gi complex then your b vitamins getting a methylated b complex the reason for this is because the methylated formula is as close as it is to its natural form it, it, it there's five stages when it comes to breaking down uh or metabolizing and absorbing your b vitamins and there about about 40 percent of women actually have what's known as an mthfr mutation so the mthfr is an enzyme that helps you to break down certain break down and absorb certain b vitamin b vitamins specifically your b12 and your b9 so a methylated b12 the biocare one is the one i would always recommend and then magnesium like the recommended daily allowance for magnesium is they say two to four hundred milligrams a day right now i would be up into 600 milligrams a day that's what i'm doing um but start off slowly because if you have any gut health issues if you have loose stools loose bowels magnesium will only exasperate the problem so starting off low and gradually increasing it so starting off at say 200 milligrams and upping it to four and then to six or even smaller increments then herbal supports for your hormones right now um again stress really impacts our liver function and I know I always harp on about liver support and liver function liver health but it's because it's so important if you have excess hormones circulating through the system and if you are stressed and if you have a lot of toxins going through the system from your food the liver isn't able to metabolize all the excess hormones properly so looking at the likes of a dandelion root now i know milk thistle is really popular for when people talk about you know sorting out your liver they say oh take milk thistle yeah i love milk thistle it's fantastic herb but milk thistle interacts with what's known as the p450 pathway of the liver so the p450 pathway is what metabolizes drugs and medications and different things blood pressure meds antidepressants hormonal contraceptions all that so if you're not on any sort of medication then yeah work away and take dandelion root not dandelion root milk thistle but knowing that as well that milk thistle taken long term can actually actually have estrogenic effects you need to be mindful of that too so when it comes to any sort of supplement or herbal support i won't be taking it any longer than six weeks you need to cycle on and off your supplements and herbal supports so if you are on any medication or hormone hormonal contraceptions go for the safer option which would be dandelion root dandelion root is a great liver herb great hepatic herb dandelion leaves are a diuretic they're good for the kidneys but the dandelion root works directly on the liver function it's hepatoprotective it's uh, regenerative it's restorative um it's really good for helping to excrete excess hormones from the system then peony and licorice 
the white peony flower and licorice root combined together are fantastic for ovulatory function. So if you find that you're skipping periods or you've missed a period or your period's really late, there could, could be an issue with your ovulatory function. So combining the likes of peony and licorice root together will help to support the entire ovulatory cycle. But bear in mind when it comes to licorice root, licorice root does increase your blood pressure. So if you are prone to having high blood pressure, you you can't take this. You need to err on the side of caution with this. Then there's another supplement which I love, but it has its own implications. So DIM. DIM is derived from the Brassica family. And again, really good for stripping excess estrogen out of the system. But... Unless your liver pathways aren't working correctly, DIM can have a counterintuitive effect. So it can actually increase the estrogen if your liver isn't working properly to excrete it all. And DIM, people use it differently. Personally, how I would use it is from day 18 of the cycle to day 28. And I'd only use it for three months because using it long term will again have the counterintuitive effects so if you're not on any medication taking dim alongside mill thistle or else if you are on medication taking it alongside dandelion root or else just making sure that you have enough leafy greens in your diet and enough detoxifying foods the likes of your your broccoli cauliflower <clears throat> cabbage watermelon, pineapple, blueberries, all these diuretic foods which are really good for the entire system, for the entire elimination pathways. And then another supplement which I love personally is an organic spirulina because it, it's a fantastic protein source and it's also a blood cleanser. The only thing with spirulina is you do need to be mindful of the timing that you take it. So take it with or after food, not before food, because spirulina can be an appetite suppressor. So just being mindful around that. Then another thing to help with balancing your hormones is exercise. So going out for a good brisk walk, doing some boxing, some trampolining, some Swimming is okay, but vigorous exercise is really good for releasing endorphins and releasing dopamine. These are all your happy hormones. And then in TCM terms, it really helps to move any sort of stagnated chi, any stagnated energy. So stagnated chi, especially in the uterus, that's when you're looking at the likes of the really heavy, painful, painful periods. All those uh, breakouts that are on the chin and jawline area. So getting out, some jumping jacks, trampolining, running, boxing is my favourite because when it comes to that liver chi stagnation, there is always going to be that element of irritability or anger. Uh, whereas boxing, you're getting your vigorous ex exercise in, but you're also releasing that pent up anger, irritability, all those types of emotions. So exercise is really, really important as well for balancing the hormones and touch 
And I know when we're in lockdown and everything, it's hard to get that. But if you have, if you have a partner, if you have a husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, or even if your family members, touch is really important for releasing oxytocin. Oxytocin is one of the biggest happy hormones that there is. It's known as the love drug. So if you have a partner, you know, practicing massage on each other, right now sex for women anyway is when women are stressed they don't really want sex and again that's down to genetic coding evolutionary functions and as well the fact that we're in a pandemic the body doesn't want to procreate or reproduce right now but you can still do other methods like massage rubbing each other's hands feet sitting holding hands walking holding hands Hugging, a 20-second hug has massive benefits when it comes to mental health. There's massive studies done on this. Uh, I'm a huge advocate advocate for 20-second hugs. To be honest, I'm more like a koala bear. I would climb up on top of someone and wrap myself around them if I can. <laughs> so if there is someone in your life right now that you can do that with, then do that. Touch as much as possible. Even when you're walking past each other, just rub your hand on their back and hug, hold, caress. All these things are really important for oxytocin and just to lift your mood. Because it'll switch off that sympathetic nervous system response of that fight or flight and it'll put you into your parasympathetic nervous system response which is your rest, relax and digest. So touch, really, really important right now, if you can, even if it's with your mother or a, a child, or when I say a child, I mean just cuddles. And just getting an, an, as much affection as you can and give as much affection as you can, because even giving it will increase your oxytocin levels. And then finally, mindfulness. I'm not going to get all hippy dippy on you here and be like, oh, go and meditate for 30 to 60 minutes. No, fuck that. That's just, when your brain is racing, it's so hard to do. It's when your brain is racing, it's the one thing you should do. You should go and meditate for 30 to 60 minutes. But if you're like me, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to switch it off. So find another methods like yoga, Pilates. All that movement meditation. That'll all help to ground you, to help lower the cortisol, the adrenaline, the noradrenaline. Listening to music. Just switching off. But then also being aware of your emotions. Letting yourself feel whatever it is that you're feeling. Stop beating yourself up for it. One thing I'm seeing so much of right now is people are beating themselves up continuously over comfort eating or binging Netflix or doing whatever it is that they're doing. And I'm like, just stop. If that's what you're doing to get you through right now, do it. Be aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Be aware that it is a trauma response. Be aware that it's getting you through whatever moment that you're in. 
but stop beating yourself up over it. Because you're sending yourself into a vicious cycle where you're sending your hormones off into a spiral all over again. You're raising the cortisol and the adrenaline again because you're you're shaming yourself. You, you've gone into a shame cycle and that's not good for anyone. So if you're in a state where you're binge eating or binge watching Netflix or using sex as your your go-to, then just do it, go with it and do it with the awareness of why you're doing it and know that you can come out of it and you will come out of it but it's about being easy on yourself and letting yourself just feel whatever it is that you're feeling. We tend to draw or go towards the likes of binge eating and drinking and smoking weed or sex or attaching to something or someone or detaching from something or someone that's all a trauma response we do these things so that we don't have to feel how we're really feeling which is scared anxious vulnerable vulnerability is the key for life letting ourselves be vulnerable it's the scariest fucking thing in the world but it is what will help us grow individually and collectively but just go easy on yourself let yourself do whatever it is that you need to do to get through a moment but bring the awareness back to why it is that you're doing it and that way you will learn from it and you will grow through it. But you're also just giving yourself space and you're being gentle on yourself. To me, that's the most important thing right now is for people to just be gentle on themselves. Show yourself love and show yourself care, whatever that looks like. So that's it for this week's episode of World is Happy Hormones. I hope it has helped. I hope I've been able to give you some tips and tools on how to manage your hormones through this crazy time that we're in. We don't know how long it's going to go on for. So what I will say to everyone is to just take it as it comes. Not even day by day, hour by hour. Ride the waves of all the emotions. Put in place your tools and tactics when it comes to your food, your exercise, your supplements. Take back control where you feel that you've lost control. And you will get through this. I have no doubt that we will get through this. But it's how you manage the process. And just go with it. So for now, happy weekend and happy hormones. <laughs>